0: Sport City, Sports City, chefs, City, Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, Sports City, sport City, chef, chef. Sports City, yes Lord, we got a brand new present, Joe Biden, we riding, I pray you heaven sent, word from the wise, my people stay ahead Come on, I've been relevant, trying to survive the elements, it ain't no love in these streets, these dudes telling it, case goes from cold to hot states, Kaboom, sports city chefs is in the room Cooking up hot topics to put up on the spoon They well in tune, bloom like a flower in June. Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom, to so tell a friend it's the sports city chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Sports city, sports city, chefs, chef, chefs.
1: The kid. Uh. Uh, 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 What's going on, Sports City? It's your boy, series back at the helm for another NFL free-for-all wrap-up show. It's such a pleasure and a pleasure to be here with you guys, man. Before we get started, the calling number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. you got the next 60 minutes or so with the boys here at Sports City. I greatly appreciate you coming on and kicking it with us, man. Before we get started, man, uh let me go ahead and bring in my co host, man, who's tarted to the party, Barry the villain Jordan, man. What's going on, Big Barry? Say what's up to the people, man.
2: Villain, what's going on? Happy holidays to you. Sirius and the the family, uh, the missus, the little ones, uh all the little villains out there, the little the little yeah. wannabe villains. And the, the little heroes who think they're heroes, but they're really villains, happy holidays to you as well. You <laughs>
0: said <laughs> the little villains,
1: man. Ain't nobody like the little <laughs> villains, man. But, you know, for real, happy holidays to you and your family, man, and the autos who have supported us, man. Um, we got football games to talk about that are going on as we speak, man. right now watching the Washington football team and the Philadelphia Eagles are going at it. Uh, right now, the Philadelphia Eagles are up seventeen to nothing, much to the to the delight of my co-host here. Um, and the Seattle Seahawks and the LA Rams are deadlocked in a tie at ten right now, uh, playing in LA, man. So there's a lot to talk about right now, man. Uh, but before we start talking about these sports uh, highlights and what took place. Uh, last week, I, I really have to start uh, with the biggest topic uh, uh, of the week of the sports calendar. Um, right now, the NFL has a total of 140 players on the COVID-19 list, um, and that list is growing exponentially. Uh, before I jumped on air tonight, I did a double check, and right now, Uh, We got Cole Beasley that was added. Tyreek Hill from the Kansas City Chiefs was added. uh, Travis Kelsey was added. And that list keeps growing. Um, And I'm just going to put it to you pretty straight. uh, Should Roger Goodell and and the Players Union really look at postponing or suspending the season until we get a handle on the situation?
2: Uh, Yes, he should. um, But, no, he won't. Um, you know, I think, you know, looking at other sports, I think it makes total sense after the Christmas holiday for uh, the the, N, the NBA to go on a two-week break because they can can they can kind of push back two weeks or so to to kind of sustain it. With the football, you know, the playoffs are right around the corner. This is their bread and butter. So I don't think – I think in their arrogance they won't try to push it back, but I really think they should. I think, what, Monday was the highest – um, day, um, in a while, I think it was like 47 players tested positive. Uh, I think it was no, in, the, no. in the NFL.
1: It's, it's 51. I'm looking at the number right now. 51 players. Yes, tested Yesterday. Positive yesterday. Yeah.
2: Yesterday. Right. So it was the, but it was the highest single day total in the NFL. Yes, um, yeah. so yeah, from that perspective, I, I, you know, with the holiday, you know, you just got through Thanksgiving Christmas is coming up, um, you know, I'm talking to friends of mine. I just talked to one that's afraid to go home because the, he would have to take tr- public transportation. Um, and, you know, he's just, you know, weary of bringing anything home to, to his family. You know, uh, you know, I'm not trying to be around a lot of family. I have to go get uh, my daughter and I'm still, I'm kind of worried about how well, I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Like, um, so from that perspective, yes serious. I really think they should, but I don't think they will.
1: You know, I actually agree with you, man. I, I think they should. I don't think they will for, for the reasons you just laid out. Um, I mean, I, I understand this is playoff time and this is, you know, a massive money maker, but I think the they, people's lives and health are in jeopardy here. And here's, here's the crazy thing, like, At the beginning of the year, Roger Goodell came out and made a a line in the sand and said, listen, we're not canceling games. We're not pushing stuff back. If if teams don't have enough to to field uh, a competitive roster, you know what, so be it to heck with them, X, Y, Z. And now I'm looking at two football games on Thursday. And as we currently sit here tonight, the games are still being played on Sunday, so the, the short turnaround. These folks, these same so the Philadelphia Eagles play your Giants on Sunday. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they're playing currently yeah. right now. You know, I mean, luckily, you know, nobody's gotten hurt or anything like that. But unfortunately, you know, the the, the turnaround that is, is needed to to get your body right and to kind of get back in the saddle, sort of speak, to to play NFL game. Um, the long-term effects may be – they may not get hurt today, but they may get hurt or something like that on, on Sunday playing New York Football Giants. Um, and the same can be said for the Washington football team. Um, I think they – actually, I think they have Monday night game next week. I think they play Dallas next Monday or something like that. But anyway, the, the short turnaround is um, – is it, it, really, really devastating here. So I did want to leave with that before we started uh, talking about, you know, the games that was and cracking about news and notes. Um, another thing I wanted to bring, you know, I wanted to start the show with, um, we have a Le'Veon Bell sighting. Um, I brought it oh, to God. you guys in the chat. Er, I brought it to you guys in the chat earlier. Um, all for but Le'Veon Bell has signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and it's going to be added to the 53-man roster. Um, basically, this is a direct result of Leonard Cornett going on IR due to his injuries. Um, the yep. Tampa Bay Buccaneers um, signed a couple of other players. I mean, I lost a couple other players. godwin was gone for the year. Um, Mike Evans has, you know, day-to-day. Um, again, how much of a factor do you think Le'Veon Bell is going to be uh, playing in Tampa Bay this year, and what's your overall position
2: on the situation? I mean, I I, I don't know yet. I, I you know you just brought it to us today, and um, I'm still trying to digest the, the Chris Godwin news that was really devastating for them. Um, so I think from that perspective, I think it probably is. Um, it's going to be huge for them, right? Because they just need bodies. Um, they need weapons. Uh, Tom Brady's weapons list is, is going down. I mean, I, people think that he won that Super Bowl by himself. Like, no, man. Like, it was the fact that he was bereft of weapons in in, in uh, New England, right? And he had a plethora of them in Tampa Bay. So, now you start taking away weapons, you know, he's looking more and more average by the day. So, I think – I think I – think, um I think Jones is going to have to step up. I think they thought he was going to be the guy, not coming into this year, but, like, maybe a year or two ago. Um, And and Fournette supplanted him as the number one back. So, I think he's got to step up. And then, you know, we'll see if if Bell can spell him and and make an impact. But I don't think Bell, being the back that you remember in Pittsburgh, I think those days are long gone. Even like he was in, in New York, I think those days are long gone. I think he just needs to come in, give you what? five to 10 touches a game and, and not it'd be effective.
1: See, here's where I somewhat disagree with you. I mean, obviously the, the days that of playing in Pittsburgh and what he did there are long gone. But if you look at how the Tampa Bay Buccaneers offense is constructed, I think this is tailor-made for somebody of Le'Veon Bell's skill set because he's definitely a guy who can get the ball out of the backfield on check down and things of that nature. Um... And if they're able to get anybody back healthy, you know, again, Mike Evans is listed as day-to-day. Um, you know, Gronk is banged up a little bit and things of that nature. Um, I think this actually as well, you know. Mike, not Mike Thomas, but uh, Tom Brady played really, really well with the check down type of dude, Remember James White and, and Kevin Falken and things of that nature. Um, and that kind of fits Le'Veon Bell's skill set. Remember, they did bring in Giovanni Bernard this past offseason to kind of be that third down, hurry up, back, the guy who can deal with, you know, pass pro and things of that nature. Um, and that's honestly all you would need from a Le'Veon Bell, somebody to catch the ball off the backfield to be a threat. I still think the ball in his hands he's a legitimate threat, to do something with the kind of what a Leonard Fournette had blossomed himself into. Um, you're not going to get that out of Ro, you know Rojo. You're not going to get that. Not to mention, I do honestly believe, and I said this um, to another group of people I, 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 I associate with. I, you know, I think that Byron Lefwich and, and Bruce Arians really are not fans of Rojo at all. Um, I think that um, whether he has a fumbling problem, whether he doesn't do well in pass pro. Whether um, he tiptoes through holes or doesn't hit the hole, or the offense doesn't move as fluent with him in the ball game, or whatever the situation is, um, I honestly believe that him being in the lineup is not what they ultimately want. Which is why I honestly believe that lazy on Bell was an attractive free agent for them, you know, to, to, to expect him to do what he's done early on in his career is, is ludicrous. I don't expect him to do that, but you, he's somebody that you have to respect. And you kind of, I don't want like to have to game plan for, but when he's out there, you do notice it. Um, the call in number before we move on is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Um I'm going to throw it right back to you, man. Any thoughts on that? Um, anything that caught your eye over the weekend? Um, anything newsworthy you want to talk about? Or we can start talking about these games and kind of keep an eye on what's going on currently.
2: I mean, yeah, I I, I want to stay with the, the Bucks. I mean, everybody's kind of making a big deal out of Tom Brady kind of being a sore loser <laughs> last week. We can get into that, but, the big news out of that game, like like I said, is losing Godwin for the year. I think you had um, said it was an MCL, and then it came back that he was gone. He was going to be gone for the season. I think that's a devastating loss. Um, I, I think I think Antonio Brown can come back and and fill into that role um, in the slot, but um, not like Godwin can. He Godwin is a matchup nightmare inside in the slot. So uh, I think this is a big loss for them. I, um, I still think they're a good enough team. I just think it really is a big loss. Um, so that's pretty devastating to me. But really, I, we haven't gotten a chance to really talk about it um, because it happened, I think, right after our show, uh, Urban Meyer losing his job. Uh, I definitely want to kick that around. I think we talked about it last week that he should be fired. I think, you know, we both yeah. kind of said it. Um, and and I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think you said in season, I said after the season. But I thought, I, 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 don't, remember. I, I don't remember.
1: No, no, what ended up happening was I said that I'll be, sh- I, I said I think I'll be back next year.
2: You said after uh, the
1: season, okay. and, that's it. And, and it was actually Mike. Mr. Harvey, who said that uh, Mm -hmm. it should be, it it, probably be happening during the season. He said he wouldn't be shocked if he didn't coach another down, and he actually proved to be correct because he got fired less than 24 hours after we had the show (laughs) uh, (laughs) last last Wednesday. And I'm, I'm, I'm I'm sitting there at the crack table watching TP, you know, win big money, and I'm like, holy crap, this, this dude got fired. Get the heck out of here. You know yeah, shout out it's to so Mike off.
2: Harvey, man. He actually, yeah, that's right. He called it. And shout out to the whole the yeah. Mike. Um, yeah, yeah I, listen, um, he should have never got the job. I think he's yeah. had a lot of questionable acts throughout his uh, tenure there from hiring that strength, racist strength coach to bringing in Tebow, who, I mean, Tebow's a good guy, but, I mean, th- it didn't endear himself to the locker room. It was like, oh, this is another one of your guys. You know what I mean? I think um, the, the kicking the kicker was the last straw. Um, you know, but I, I think the bit, the one of the worst acts outside of hiring a known racist because he's your friend was not traveling back with the team after the Cincinnati game to stay there. You know, after you got your butt kicked. Um, you still travel with the team. A lot of coaches they can't sleep. You had no problem going to the bar, hanging hanging out, and then your wife has to come out and defend you. And then I see his kids coming out defending him after he got fired. I'm like, so freaking what? You're not in the re- you're not you're not, you're not in the real world, honey. All right, this is <laughs> you know what I mean. Nobody owes your dad anything. Um, he didn't deserve to have the job to begin with. Um, I'm surprised he, 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 he got the job. There's a lot of deserving coaches out there that deserve a head coaching job before this guy. Um, And, and if anything serious, and I know you saw it or heard it, his, his um, comments after he got fired, when he finally spoke, I think it was a phone interview. It was, it was that blaming everybody else, but himself, like we're the ones with the problem because we're not mentally tough. We're you know we're soft, blah blah blah, like we can't handle it None, and, and it's nothing that he did it's everything that it's us, it's not him, it's us it's a, he's a, that's your head coach, a finger pointer that pointed to the coaches, they were wrong, players were wrong, kicking kickers because he's wrong. nothing that he did was wrong. He didn't hire the strength coach they you know he didn't hire or he didn't try to bring tebow in he didn't stay in in Ohio. To get drunk with and take pictures with some girl after a loss, it was it was us. We were the ones that did it. You know what I mean? So, I, I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised that he's gone. I, I'm glad he's gone. Um, he he's left a wake of, of of drama ever, everywhere he's gone. After he left Florida, right? Serious. That p- program went down. It was under investigation. Um, Ohio State was left in, in shambles after his crap. He, he's a joke. He's a, he, he's a joke.
1: So I mean, for 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 me, I I, I echo about eighty percent of of what you said. Um, um, and the twenty percent that I I'm kind of I'm kind of internally struggling with um, yeah, speak is your mind, brother. is the, uh, you know you, you know me well enough. I'm going I'm about to, um, the twenty percent that I'm kind of internally struggling with is is, is is the idea that he he should not have been hired, and and and, and here's why. Although there were other candidates um, that I'm sure are overqualified or, or, or better positioned to to to, to, to lead, um, you don't know what you have um, until you until you find out. And, 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 and here's why. Here's why I say that. The job I currently do for a living, I am underqualified to to, to do. You know, I I didn't go to school for it. Um, I didn't, you know, I, I didn't check all the boxes, but I went in there, I wilded them with my interview, and they took a shot on them. They, they they took a shot. And I'm in there, and I'm learning, and, you know, I'm starting to excel, and I'm, I'm now in a position where I'm, you know, looked at as a leader and being promoted and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I'm able to provide for my family and, you know, at least going to have a great Christmas, and my wife is happy, and, You know, when the wife's happy, everything else is happy. So, um, But but, but that was all because somebody took a shot on me, even though I was underqualified. And I saw that to say this. Urban Meyer, based off of his resume and based off of everything that uh, he has achieved collegially, um, was definitely underqualified. But I don't knock the man for taking a shot um, on somebody who has – the the pull the draw the you know what I'm saying you went out and you hired Urban Meyer I mean when, when you, again the name itself um puts butts in seats you know it's it's the same as saying you know you went you went out and you hired Nick Saban or you went out and Mike Mike is shakes free you know you hired Mike Tomlin just just the name itself based off of the resume and the accolades that he's accomplished puts butts in seats so I don't knock him for 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 taking the shot. What I do not the Jacksonville Jaguars for doing is waiting so long to pull the trigger. You know, at the end of the day there were signs and there were red flags and there were Mm -hmm. demarcations made in the sand that let you know, okay, I took my shot, but this brother is not panning out, is not looking good. Mm -hmm. Um, He's literally, you know, making a mockery out of my franchise and out of my team and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, And the season, you know, could have been salvaged. The season could have turned differently. Um, the season could have panned out in a way where maybe you, not, you may not have made the playoff, but you rally for a cause. We've all seen, you know, these sports teams that rally around, you know, for a cause, and you know, let's let's put our best foot forward and you know try to win in spite of and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Not now that the cancer is essentially gone, we're able to maneuver and we're able to 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 get some things done that didn't happen you know and, and 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 for that i do hold the jacksonville jaguars responsible for their for 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 their tardiness to the party if you will we we, we all <laughs> especially after they hired you know the the, the and strength the conditioning coach we was on here swimming get him out of here then after that yeah, absolutely. you know he you know he gets caught in cincinnati with with with, 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 with the chick and you know, et cetera, et cetera, and again, nothing was done about it. You know, that we, to this right. day we don't we don't hear we don't hear of a fine, we don't hear of the league suspending them or coming down on them, or the case may be. But but if C.D. Lamb wears the wrong size socks, he's fined five thousand dollars. Don't get me started <laughs> on this because again, I I will go for hours. You know what I'm saying? So right. the fact that you know this this Urban mire was not dealt with. Um, at all for his for his actions that, necess- that 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 tarnished the brand and not only tarnished the brand, put a make a mockery of his organization, and yet he was still able to come in and work the next day. His key card still worked. He was still able to sit on the sidelines and and, and, and coach men as if they were collegiate players. You know what I'm saying? So for for for, for, That's for the that, other thing. I hope Exactly. So for that, I hope the Jacksonville Jaguars responsible for for that. Go ahead, go ahead, Dar.
2: No, I totally agree with you. That was one of the big problems with him, not out of the, his character, which I think he's a piece of trash, to be honest with you. Um, his style of coaching, I we I said it when they hired him, and I, and I think you remember was saying it. I think you said it too. College coaches don't necessarily re- translate to the pros if they're a, a big-time winning coach in college like that. Um, a guy like Pete Carroll is a players coach. He's able to make that transition, right, because he relates to the players, and he, he's on the level with them. A guy like Urban Meyer or, or Nick Saban is a, like a disciplinarian with kids in college. That don't work in the NFL. I make as much as you, if not more. My, my dude, like, you can't tell me nothing. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it is in the pros. You've got to learn to work with these not guys. They don't work for you. And then or pull their scholarship if they don't, you know, they don't play right. Right? So it's a different d- dynamic. Some some co- college coaches like Jimmy Johnson have had success on both levels and, and like Pete Carroll has. And some don't. And it just, you know, it is what it is. It's, like I said, there's no shame in being a college coach. There's no shame in that. Like there's no shame in not being able to coach in the NFL. It's not for everybody, but I think that was a big problem with Saban. And I agree with you. You know the Jacksonville Jaguars. They don't get Scott, They don't get away scot free because they made the right decision. Uh, what 13 games into the season? Like, dude, there were people telling you you should have never hired him. Where were you then? Where were you when when you wanted all that other stuff to blow over and go away? You wanted the strength coach to go away. You didn't say, where was Con then? What was the Jacksonville Jaguars owner then? You didn't say anything. When he's out there with the girl, he didn't say anything. Now all of a sudden, oh, it's a problem. That's my, that I agree with you. Management is not, they're not blameless in this. And I take it a step further. You were culpable for this. You, cause you, you gave him autonomy. You let him do whatever he wanted to do and he could do all that stuff. Because he was like, you know what, I could do what I want. Look, at, it says it in my contract. I run the show here, and and eventually you had to step in and say, no, you can't do it. But it took you this long to do it. That's your pro- that's that's on you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you. Uh, before we move on, I definitely want to give a score update. The Philadelphia Eagles added a field goal to bring their lead twenty to ten over the Washington Football <sighs> Team. We're at the start of the fourth quarter here. And the L.A. Rams uh, got a touchdown, and so they are currently up in their matchup 17-10 to 10, uh, at home versus the Seattle Seahawks. So uh, coming down the wire here, uh, finally putting a bow on this crazy, crazy week. Um, and since I'm talking about this week, yeah, man, let's go ahead and look at the week that was across the, the NFL, man. I did want to start um, – with the Saturday game, actually, the Saturday game proved mm-hmm. to be kind of interesting, if you ask me, uh, when you start looking at what the Indianapolis Colts were able to do uh, versus the New England Patriots, man, I know you sat, was able to sit down and watch a little bit of this game, man. What were you thinking uh, watching the the, 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 the games kind of unfold, especially this, um, this Indianapolis Colts game versus the New England Patriots?
2: I watched very little of the game. Um, you know, I was still on a high from going to watch Spider Man with my son, so um, I was having fun with that. But um, <laughs> listen, Taylor, if he if he if he wasn't if there wasn't quarterbacks in the league, he'd be the MVP, right? I, I mean, this guy, I, and I'll tell you, I had him on my fantasy team. Um, I I was knocked out of the playoffs last week. Because he was on a buy. Um, The first month of the season, I'm having him in the lineup. He was getting me nothing. And I remember seeing a report, and and I watched a lot of fantasy shows, right? And they were like, stick with Taylor. He's going to pay off eventually. And I was like, I'm about to trade this guy. And And I couldn't. I was like, you know what? I'll just hold on to him and thank God I did. This guy he's not the best running back in the league. There's a lot of really good running backs, probably better than him. But he, right, this, right, now, right now, he is the best running back in this league right now. You know what I mean? Like, when Henry's healthy, he's probably a, a, the, one of the better ones, right? But right now, Taylor is, and, and, and he proves it, because the, I think the Patriots tried to come in and say, we're going to stop you doing what you do best, and that's run the football, right? Um, we're going to – that's what Belichick does. They're taking away on offense the thing that you do the best. And they try to make you they – would. they they're going to try to make Carson Wentz, right, beat them. No. No. 170 yards later, no. I mean, this – he's just unbelievable. Against a really good defense, too, right? The Patriots have been playing really well as a team. Um, you know, they, they were 9-4 coming into this game. Um, they were playing well, especially on the defensive side. Um, yeah. They're just – if if Taylor can keep running the, like this and, and taking the ball out of Carson Wentz's hands, and Carson Wentz doesn't have to do a lot, because his problem is he makes the good plays. When he tries to make the great plays, he makes mistakes. So if they – and I'm sure your wife has seen it plenty of times. When he stays within the game plan – and makes the right plays, he's a good quarterback in this league. He was MVP level in this league. So, if they can do that, if they can run the football play action and hit, and he make the right reads, this Colts team can beat with, play with anybody in that AFC.
1: Yeah, actually I agree with you there. Um that's on the game. Carson once completed five passes. Five. <laughs> For fifty-seven yards and a touchdown, you know what I'm saying? It it was weird because uh, a week, a week. Oh, he's gone. oh, he got out of bounds. So a a week, a week ago, Matt Jones threw the ball three times.
2: Right, but that was weather related,
1: too, brother. Right, that was weather related. It it, (laughs) was, it it was, it wasn't. But that's that's the crazy thing. Like at the end of the day. Frank Wright patrioted the Patriots.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> he
1: took the ball out of he took the ball out of his quarterback hands and ran Jonathan Taylor right. Jonathan Taylor left. You know, um, mm-hmm. you know, each, each receiver would would, would would hurt me because I had um I had Michael Pittman on on my fantasy trying to compete for the playoffs. I got knocked out soon. Mm. He got one catch for seven yards.
2: Yeah, year, you can't open. win, like, you can't win like that. You can't
1: win like that. <laughs> no, you, can't. You, you can't win that way, man. So, um ultimately, the Indianapolis Colts are that team that nobody really wants to face coming down the stretch and um they they really have put themselves in position to to make some noise. I'm not going to I I am I'm not going to do it to you, you know, I once uh, I I I leave you your, your Giants alone for the night. Um, can I can I talk? Of, can talk I to can I,
2: I get on my soapbox? Can I can I talk my shit again? Oh, oh, oh I, I, you know what?
1: Do do you do you? I, I, I was trying to be nice. I was going to give you a holiday.
0: Break, <laughs> but go ahead, man. Talk
1: to me about these giants, man. They lose to the Dallas Cowboys twenty-one to six. Um, and I did shoot you the message. You know, I'm saying Daniel mm-hmm. Dimes is, is benched for the rest of the year. Um, you know, trying to get his neck right. But man, go ahead. Get on your box. Talk about your 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 New York Giants, How you feel about this?
2: I was gonna play um my old um my one of my old records my dad used to play. Um, you know, he like you know, kinda like what Ghostface did when he was talking about action Bronson, playing that Harold Melvin and the blue notes in the background. Uh, he's, are you for real? Be for real. Uh, one of my favorite old tracks my dad used to play all the time, right? If you ever get a chance, you know, ask Google or Alexa or whatever device you have to play it, right? So um, you understand what I'm talking about. But listen, Daniel Dimes, I think, has thrown his last pass as a New York Giant. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he came back because it is a rookie deal. Um, But the Giants need to blow it up. And I'm almost at the point where I would go for the trifecta, the GM, the quarterback, the coach. Um, I think the coach is coming back because of this, I've been saying it on my blog that um, he's been saying the right things to kind of win the locker room over. And, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's like he's saying it to keep his job. But you know what? It's working because your earlier point is is, is, is exactly where I wanted to go with it. How the Jacksonville Jaguars aren't, didn't play for Urban Meyer towards the end Give the Giants' defense and the the Giants' credit. It's not that they're not playing hard. It's just that they can't play. (laughs) You know what I mean? They are playing hard. (laughs) Uh, I I, I, I thought, no, no, seriously, you laugh, but I'm serious, serious. I'm serious. They're hitting. They're running after them. They're playing hard. They played a really good Cowboy team and helped them to 21 points. I'll get to the flip side of that in a minute, but they played hard. They didn't quit in that game. It's just that they, they can't play. They, they, you know, they don't. They're, the offensive line is killing them. Quarterback play was a joke. Matt Glennon stole his money from everywhere he goes. Chicago now he's stealing money from the Giants. Um, it's, he, he's a joke. So, um, uh, you know, it took them almost three quarters to put Jake Fromm in. I, I'd rather put him, if he's not starting this coming week. I mean, then everybody needs to be fired right away. But. Um, I saw some good things. Um, I saw some guys on defense, you know, had some good games. Um, the offense is atrocious, as as normal. Um, but every, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a clean slate. You, if if but if the coach stays, I feel like they're going to hire within for GM, and I think that's a big mistake. I think you got to blow it up. I want Lewis Reddick here in the worst way. I think he should be the GM. You should have hired him last time instead of Gettleman. That was a guy I wanted. So, I, you know, we'll see what happens. But um, I don't think Daniel Jones – I haven't seen enough. If you shut him down, if the, the stat that I think alarms me the most, and I'll get off of this, serious, 50 touchdowns, 49 turnovers. You can't win that way. You can't. I'm sorry. You can't win that way. And I don't even care this year that you've gotten better in the turnover category. You're still turning the ball over. It's always something with him. He's not reading defenses. He's like looking looking down receivers, not securing the football, making bad throws, throwing picks. It's always something on a play, and I know some of it's the offensive line, but some of it is him. And he is who he is. I think you've, I think we've seen enough. You know, I you know he didn't understand the assignment.
1: So, yeah. So honestly, for me, and again, I I, I like talking New York Giants with your, um because for 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 me, it's like okay, so I can kind of play the devil's advocate kind of role here, and for for me, I I look at it like this. I do agree with the fact that okay, see what you got, and, and Jake Farm, see what you got, and 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 Glennon, and whatever the case may be. I do honestly believe they're going to pick up that fifth year option. I, I do believe this is going to be your quarterback next year. I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be surprised, um,
2: especially
1: if the head coach is retained. Now, if the mm-hmm. like, head coach is blown out of there and the full-fledged rebuild, retool, whatever you guys want to call it, starts, then mm-hmm. Daniel Jones, I don't, I, I, I don't think he's planned. But the thing is this: you have Saquon Barkley and the team backing, mm-hmm. you know, Judge. Um, I do believe that he's shown enough to secure the job. I just don't think that he's had the appropriate amount of help to to, to aid him in, in, in his efforts, you know. It's very easy to point the blame at, at Daniel Jones, rightfully so, because he has made some boneheaded, boneheaded decisions <laughs> with the football. I, I, I will give you that. I'm not even trying to sugarcoat that, but at the end of the day, You lose your starting running back for the better part of the year. You go out and sign Kenny Galladay this offseason. He's played all of four and a half games. You leave the league besides just watching the football team with with, with, with players on injured reserve and, you know, unable to play every week. Um, You blow your offensive coordinator out of there a, a couple weeks ago because he wasn't getting it done. So this guy has had the worst luck in the worst type of way. Um, and not to mention, unfortunately, the way these Giants, are, they, they, like you said, they are fighting. They, they didn't roll over and play dead. They, they, mm-hmm. they, 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 they fought. Um, so I think that he'll be back uh, next year now. With that being said, this, this, this buys you another year, okay? Mm-hmm. Because I do believe that if the Giants are in the position next year, I think all hell breaks loose, you guys blow it up, and there are some quarterbacks coming out of next year's draft that are more attractive than the ones coming out of this year's draft. Um, sure. So you can probably you could probably spin that wheel and, and see what, you know, what, 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 what pops off, not to mention the free agent market and whatever the case may be. Now, I, I will preface this by saying this. If you guys are able to get Russell Wilson, from Seattle,
2: all bets are
1: off. If you guys are able to pull one of these veteran quarterbacks who are disgruntled, all bets are off. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and I hear you <laughs> sighing over there, which means you got something to say, so I'm going to shut up and let you go ahead. man. Well, how, how do you feel about that? The
2: only The only thing I would say is if I have to give up my two picks in the top 10 to get Russell Wilson, I pass. And it's not because of talent. I think he is talent. Although I think he's kind of dipping a little bit. Um, I need those picks to fix my offensive line because I can't do it in I can't do it in free agency without cutting a bunch of players, including Martinez, Bradbury, uh, probably Nate Soldier by. Um, Will Hernandez is not coming back, but there's, there's not enough salary unless they get creative, which is possible. I've seen it happen, but I'm not giving up those two picks to get Russell Wilson. And I love Russell Wilson. I think he's a talent, but I, that's why I side. I'm like, I, I would like to have him. I would like to keep my top two picks because there are some good linemen defense and offense in this draft that I, I have to stay in the first round. I can't come out of the first round. That's just impossible. You got the DN from Purdue that you've seen. Um, you got Thibodeau. You got Hutchinson. There's just two – that's just defensive linemen, right? You still got Neal on the offensive side. I think that's another good offensive tackle. There's too many good linemen in the top ten to come out of the first round. So that's the only thing I would say. But uh, uh, one thing so, I do, I want to say – I'm sorry, sir. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I'll come in after you. No. I was just basically gonna kind of go back, and it looks like Goddard got hurt pretty bad. I hope he's okay. Um, Dallas, all my all my family and friends that are Dallas fans, shut up because I first of all, your team is garbage right now. All right, listen, I am not impressed. Dak Prescott, he's not struggling. He's not playing good football at all. It's call it what it is. He is, and then he's not playing good. Your two running backs are nicked up. The defense is too opportunistic. If they don't get turnovers, they're, they're not winning. Um, so, but they're getting turnovers. They're forcing turnovers, right? So that's great. But the offense is a mess right now. Kellen Moore is supposed to be one of those hot candidates. I'm, I'm looking at a blog of uh, potential giant replacement coaches for, for Judge and Kellen Moore's name on there, Garbage. This guy hasn't figured it out in almost two months. This, this offense has struggled, and he, it's on his watch. You're telling me one offensive tackle is the reason why Dak Prescott is struggling, that they don't have Tyron Smith? No, it's not Tyron Smith. It's Dak Prescott, and you haven't fixed him. Mike McCarthy's an offensive coach. He looks as clueless as ever. What are you not running another play at the end of the first half it's, instead, you you leave time on the clock to kick a field goal instead of running one more play to get into the end zone. He is clueless. He doesn't have a clue. Kellen Moore doesn't have a clue how to fix this offense. Dallas is the worst ten and four team I've seen right now. When they get into the playoffs, they got to face Arizona, who's struggling without uh, D Hop. Arizona's a fraud too, I think in my head, you know. Hmm. But they got to face Arizona. They got to face Tampa Bay. They got to face Green Bay, or they got to face the Rams, or they even got to face the 49ers, who is a tough—that's a tough team with a good play action with with Kittle and 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 Debo Samuel. They would lose. I think the 49ers would beat up the Cowboys right now. So Dallas better get it together. I, I all my Cowboy fans, you can at me if you want. I really don't care. Your team is not as good as you think it is. We'll see you in the playoffs, buddy.
1: (laughs) So I actually wanted to to, to talk to you about, you know, you know, frauds and teams you believe in. So you you, 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 you kind (laughs) of led me right into that. So uh, about (laughs) the Dallas Cowboy team, man. So you're calling them fraud.
2: Fraud. Fraud. Serious. Prescott. You've seen it. We saw Mahomes struggle, and he's you know still trying to figure it out, but he's doing his thing. Dak Prescott has been struggling for almost two months, and nobody's figured out how to get him going. He's overthrowing guys. He's not making the smart read. He's holding on to the ball. He's afraid to run with the ball. I'm looking at the wild card, the Rams, the 49ers. If they had to face Minnesota again, I don't know if they beat Minnesota. New Orleans will get after them, too. Like, Washington is a bad matchup. No, I think the Eagles are a bad matchup for the Cowboys. The Eagles and Washington are a bad matchup. I I don't believe them. You need more people. (laughs) (laughs) So,
1: so actually, I agree with you about the Dallas Cowboys being fraudulent. I I don't like where they're trending. Um, Mm. They're, honestly, in my opinion, benefiting or playing and, Oh Cooper Cup is a
2: man possessed. Good God, he is um, something. But anyway, so- yeah. How come he doesn't get into the MVP talk?
1: Because he's a wide receiver and wide receivers and the running backs, they gonna get credit. Wide receivers ain't gonna mm-hmm. get credit. But I, I I digress. So here's the thing: like the Dallas Cowboys right now are benefiting from playing in
2: one of the worst divisions in football.
1: Um, mm-hmm. And so I think honestly, once they get into the playoffs, well,
2: one of these teams are going to be 500 after this game. Um, and, and Washington and, and Philadelphia are on the. It's not as bad as, as people think. I, I got. Let's be fair. The Giants are garbage, but it's not as bad as people think.
1: Well, I mean, I, I, I will say this. I will say this. Um, before the season, I had two teams from this division making the playoffs. Okay. Okay. And if if the winner of this game, the, the winner of this game we're currently watching right now, will go to mm-hmm. seven and seven with nothing but divisional opponents um,
0: up left. I mm-hmm. actually
1: trust the Eagles more than I trust Washington because they can run yeah, the football and the
0: quarterback. And I
2: well.
1: The am not a fan of the way Joe. Heaton, I'm not a fan of the way Jalen Hurts is playing right now. Um, but, but Heineke's out. he's hurt. Hey, well, he, well, Heineke's on the COVID thing right now. And yeah. ultimately, Heineke, Heineke is so health or skelter. Like, he's, mm. so, he's so much Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that's scary. Um, mm-hmm. And again, I mean, I, I, I live here, so I, I see it up close and personal. Um, before we even move on to call. The, the caller number is nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. You got the next fifteen or so. What a dot. What a dot. Speaking of Jalen Hurts.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um, um you got the next fifteen minutes or so here with the chefs, man. Uh, so you called out the Dallas Cowboys as being fraud. You mentioned the Arizona Cardinals. Um can mm-hmm. I add another name to that to 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 that list that um in my opinion, it's fraudulent. Um, I'm sure. A, and I'm gonna go to the other. I'm going to the other conference. Can I say the Buffalo okay. Bills?
2: No, um, you absolutely they, can because they haven't proved it against a good team.
1: They really haven't. Now, keep in mind they do play. Um, the I think they play the New England Patriots again this week. Um, if they win that mm-hmm. ball game, that will go a long way into into kind of curving my expectations a little bit, but ultimately I, I, I'm not a fan of this Buffalo Bills team. Um, they can't run the football. They really don't play a good enough defense for me. Um, and you're putting a lot on the, the back of your quarterback. Like he is the leading rusher and, you know, the leading pass target thrower. Um exactly. So I'm going to say the Buffalo Bills um, are, are another fraudulent team uh, we've enlisted three fraudulent teams. Um, give me a team or two that, you know, you have most confidence in uh, outside of, of the favorites, man. Somebody that, you're, that people are sleeping on but are really coming along as the season clo- comes to a close.
2: I think I mentioned it. I Listen, I totally agree with you. The Bills haven't beat a really good team since, what, the Chiefs? when, they, But the Chiefs were struggling at that point. Um, I, no. I don't believe you. They're, they're, do, they're putting too much on Josh Allen, and Josh Allen doesn't look like he's ready to do all that yet. So I think that's my problem with them. I think a team that people are kind of it's not under the radar but aren't really talking a lot about are the 49ers. I think, uh-huh. like I said, they run the football. They're a tough team. They have athletes on the outside that can make plays, and, a ju- and, and Debo Samuel, they got Kittle back up the middle. If Jimmy Garoppolo can just not screw it up, right? I think, you know, you haven't even heard of, of Trey Lance, right? Nobody has said his name this year at all, really, right? Right. And, and, and to start this season, they were like, when is he coming in? After four games, after three games? Like, we're talking, we're into the, you know, we're into, you know, this mid-December, late December now. Christmas, oh, my God, Christmas is here. And, 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 we're not talking about him. We're not talking about him at all. San Francisco is a problem. If, they, if Jimmy G could just take care of the football and make the right reads off of play action, get the ball to the down the middle, get the ball to, to Debo Samuel, I would not want to face this team in the playoffs. If I'm the Cowboys, I'm, doing, I'm moving hell, heaven and earth to get to that one seed so I do not have to face this team in the playoffs.
1: Okay. All right. So you mentioned uh the forty ers Let me give you another team that you really don't wanna in my opinion wanna see coming to playoff time. Um, that a lot of people are not talking about. And it's gonna it's gonna sound funny, but Cincinnati's playing excellent ball. Okay. And here sure. and, and here and here and, and, and here's why I'm, I'm I'm a little higher on the Bengals than I need to be as a still a fan. Mm-hmm. Their defense is playing exceptional and they mm-hmm. have weapons on the offensive side of the football that you have to account for. Again, I did I did two finger foods about Cincinnati Bengals and my finger foods were the exact same because they have burners. You have three receivers that you have to deal with. Um, you know, Jamar Chase and, and Higgins and Boyd and whatnot. You have a running back and Joe Mixon that uh, can go from zero to hundred really, really quickly. And you have a quarterback who is playing exceptional ball at the right time. If this Cincinnati mm-hmm. Bengals team manages to to catch fire, and in my opinion, a weak a weak division first and foremost, not only a weak division, a weak conference okay? Mm-hmm. I, I, for, all, for all intents and purposes, I expect Kansas City to get to one seat. For all intents and purposes. So that will put Cincinnati somewhere in between two or three, you know, depending they win the division, hosting, you know, Indianapolis Colts, who is great on offense, but their secondary isn't the best in the world.
0: You have,
1: you know, a New England Patriots team who is quite interesting to deal with. You have possibly... Another team from the AFC North, they done smacked us in the face twice. It wasn't even pretty. Uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. didn't want to see this team. The Denver crawling into the playoff picture. Um, kind of caught after, you know, they lost their head-to-head this past weekend. Um, you know, the Raiders are an afterthought, in my opinion. You know, they won yesterday. The Browns were an afterthought. Um, you know, they won yesterday. The Miami Dolphins. <laughs> They have struck life and become relevant, one
2: they won the last that was, games, I believe <laughs> yeah, that was the team I was going to mention the the dolphins, right, yeah even though they've played what the jets twice, the Panthers, the giants, um I, I, the Texans, they beat the Ravens, um you know they won yeah. six straight, so they haven't played against good competition, but they've gotten right right? Six straight, right. And six straight is six straight. You don't want to apologize for winning six straight games in this league. There's not a lot of teams that do it, right? Flores right. is a hell of a coach. He has that defense flying. They're getting after it. Like the Jets game, they had one sack in the first half. They had five in the second half. They just completely shut that d- offense down in the second half. That defense is a, is a really, it's a zero coverage full, you know, blitz package every down. Um, they're a dangerous team, even though they haven't beaten the best competition They're because they have a good coach and they have a defense. Right.
1: So just, just just looking at the remaining schedule for, for the, for the Miami Dolphins, they, they play Mm -hmm. Saints coming up, which is that's the Monday night game. That's an important game. It's an important game for both teams, in my opinion, because Mm -hmm. again, I'm not too sure I will pick the Saints to win this ball game because of the quarterback play. Now their defense is uh okay. Their defense is legit, but the quarterback play. So we'll, we'll put a pin in that one and talk about that one on, on the on on the brunch on Sunday. But then they play mm-hmm. the Tennessee Titans and they're closing up the New England Patriots. So they have some. They have two games that I think they could win. I don't see them beating New England Patriots. But I do. I, I can make a case that they can beat the Saints, and I can make a case that they can beat the Tennessee Titans because we we. we, we and and, but, and wait, anymore. wait a
2: minute, serious, wait a minute. Miami and Patriots. I agree with you, but be be clear. It's in Miami. New England does not play well in Miami. No matter who their quarterback is, they don't play well in Miami. So. That's a winnable game. It is
1: in Miami. It is in Miami. I just saw that. So there, be I mean, careful.
2: Be careful.
1: But see but see here's my thinking, okay? And again, I mean I, I it's a division game too, so you you have to kinda you know, kinda take a look at it from that angle. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like I I, I just have I, I have a feeling that Belichick's will be he's gonna have to play for something here. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because I just think that there's going to be something on the line, <clears throat> so I, I I I I do put the Miami Dolphins. Oh, I should have been picked off. I do put Miami in position to to make things interesting down the stretch because I do think they win. They they can potentially win their next two. Um, because mm-hmm. again, I'm not I, I'm I'm not buying the Saints, even though they shut out Tampa Bay, which they tend to play Tampa Bay tough every year. <laughs> I told you.
2: Um, I told you.
1: You. you you, you, you called it. You called it. You called it. just—they um, don't. It's, heck, a it's a bad
2: matchup for them. It's a bad matchup for the Bucks.
1: It is. It is. It is. um, and Again, Mike was like my my, my on, on the brunch on Sunday. He was like, "Yo, if they could mm-hmm. fuck this game up, and you know," but he wasn't even confident in his own boys. Rightfully so. I mean, A.J. was mm-hmm. the start quarterback. I wouldn't be confident in that neither. Um.
0: So. No. But anyway.
1: No. Um. But you said they played the Saints, and then they play Tennessee. Um, and, I, again, I don't see Derrick Henry coming back through that door. Julio Jones went out Sunday game with some type of injury. We don't know the status of that. We haven't seen A.J. Brown for a couple of weeks. Um, it looks like, you know, Ryan Tannehill and, and that team was gifting the still as turnovers left and right, you know, like
2: you know early Christmas presents. Mm-hmm. So
1: that's a very winnable game. Um, the thing is, who, who, won, road, that, who the...
2: won that game, Serious? Did the, the, the Steelers win that game or did the um, did the Titans lose that game? You
1: know what? I, 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 ooh, that's a fumble. That's a fumble. Go get the ball. That's a fumble. That's a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: a fumble. <laughs> oh, man, I, so love I love it.
1: I love it. Of course, me too. So sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I think, honestly, I think we won the ball game. Um, and, and here's why, and again, this is this, this is part of my fingerprint that I'm going to record here in a minute. Um, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for, for, for the Steelers on Sunday was creating a climate and, 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 and a wave that created turnovers and that made it very, mm-hmm. very easy for turnovers to, 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 to be had. Like, Mike Tomlin always talks about riding a wave. And in creating a climate in which spectacular, he calls it splash, can happen. Let's let, let, let be very, very clear. We had a a a, a free for all, in Tennessee's backfield. You know, Tannehill was getting popped every time he stepped back to throw the football. Pretty much, you know, T.J. Watt broke the sack record um, against Tennessee. You know, we had back, mm-hmm. we had some guys come back who who were who were out seven weeks. Joe Hayden being back in the lineup was was huge. Obviously, he made he made a tackle that to to to, mm-hmm. to, to 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 close it out for us. But him being back in the lineup was huge. Um, so when when you create that type of momentum and that type of wave, um, it makes it very very easy for for turnovers to to take place. Um, you know, so I think we won the ball game. But I'm also not naive to, to say that, you know, again, had those turnovers not been in place, other would have been very difficult because essentially we played like total dog trash
0: mm-hmm. for three quarters
1: of that ball game. Um, We couldn't we, – we didn't do well in the special teams. Our offense was an ep, You know, I think, um, if I remember correctly, Najee Harris had like 24 yards rushing. Um. We had trouble protecting Big Ben. Um, they would be able to generate pressure. Deontay Johnson didn't really um, get off if like we needed to. And we honestly, mm-hmm. our defense won us that ball game. We didn't let go of the rope. Uh, well, mm-hmm. Dave Hossensberger ran for a touchdown for the first time in four years. You
0: know? right.
1: <laughs> that's, that, that, that's where our touchdown came from. Um, and we and we just managed to get in the field goal range and buy and so I, I, I think we mucked it up um, to a point where we were able to let our skill guys take over and, and win us the ball games, but the Tennessee Titans are mm. flawed. They're, 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 they're a fraudulent team um, at this point. I in think time, injuries are, you know, are the big
2: reason, though. I really think it's well, the injuries I, I, with them. I
1: mean, this can be made that will be the case for a, a bunch of teams. I mean, you want to spend the world up okay. at the Dallas Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott isn't healthy. Tony Paul is in a plans fasciitis. Their offensive line is mm-hmm. the best in the world. Um, that Prescott, no matter how much you want to sit there and paint it like he's some type of comeback player of the year, we all understand. We're looking at him, he's not right. Um, mm-hmm. So at the, at the end of the day, the Dallas Cowboys. You know, can say, hey, injuries play a factor in. So, what's going on? I mean, at, at this point, we're we're we're, in, we're into week 15. So we're about to go to week 16 right. on on Thursday. You know, what I'm saying nobody's 100. Um, and ultimately, you you, you got you, you got to play. You, you, you got to play. You got to play. With right. that being said, we got about 60 seconds left, man, Barry. We can do this for another two hours, man. It's such a pleasure doing this with you, man. Go ahead and give us a plug and a out as we get out of here, my man.
2: Yeah, absolutely, man. Sports City Chefs, get to the website, the blogs, the interviews. We've got a lot of content uh, coming up there. We've got the show tomorrow, uh, the Callers Cookout. Probably get to some more of this NFL talk. It's, it's always good talk with you. Um, and then we got the Crossover Cafe probably, I would think, um, before Christmas, uh, you know, stuff in those stockings for y'all fools out there. Um, you know, listen, go if you if you go watch cartoons, go root for the bad guy, go root for Cobra, don't root for G.I. Joe. You know, listen. um, There's a lot of fraudulent teams out there. There's a lot of good teams, but um, everybody either way, sports is an escape for us. But we got to be safe. We got to do what we got to do. You know, it's even though it's the holidays and we want to be with our family, keep everybody safe. You know, keep and keep like players like Teddy Bridgewater in your prayers. He he had a really bad injury, so I hope everything's all right with him as well. But you know, everybody that's being struck down by this COVID and everything, pray for them. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for your enemies. Pray for the villains. Uh, love you guys. I'm out. Peace, peace, peace,
1: I echo everything you just said, man. With that being said, I'm not going to bore you guys with a long outro, man. Telephone to telephone. It's the chefs again. And if they don't know, nah, they know, man. We out. Sports City, Sports City. Chefs, Sports City, Sports City. chef,
0: Sports City, sport city chef. Chef. Sports City. Sport city chefs. Sport Sports City, Sports City, kaboom, Sports City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your the spoon, they well in tune, blown like a flower in June, Superman verse MF Doom, the clouds loom, to so tell a friend this the Sports City Chefs again, pay attention, tune in, we on the set again, Sports the kid 1 uh.